0: Get ready to get more insight on frugality as we have a discussion with this month's Reina crew where they really bring some insight and bring it. Stay tuned. Need a judgment-free zone when it comes to your financial life? Bienvenida to the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a bilingual podcast for today's Latina who typically thinks English but feels her Latina culture through and through. I am your host, Jen Hempel, and each week, we have down-to-earth money conversations from people in La Comunidad Latina that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. ¿Lista? Let's do it. ¿Qué tal, Reina? How is it going? This is Jen Hempel, your host. Now, if you have been listening to the past several episodes, you know this month's theme has been all about frugality and today we have a new reina crew to have a discussion on this topic and it is so fabulous so let me give you an introduction to our panelists so we have carmen hermosillo and she is a mexican-american financial literacy advocate and blogger who shares what she has learned about money while working in the banking and investment industry She found herself in money struggles and had to learn how to treat money differently. One of those new learned behaviors was to be frugal. Carmen is a secretary of a nonprofit organization called the Financially Fit Foundation and is a workshop presenter on teaching the basics on how to budget. Then we have Crystal Ruiz who is a writer and a host of the soon-to-be-launched podcast called Changing My Story. And she helps people realize that you are not alone in whatever you may be going through. Crystal shares stories to inspire you and change your story one step at a time. And then finally, we have Edith Tapia, who began blogging in 2005 when she discovered her passion, writing to help others. Since 2001, she has worked from home on her CuponandoPR.net blog, providing free orientation to thousands of Latino families about how to maximize savings using discount coupons. She has collaborated on a few radio and television shows, such as Telenoticias de Telemundo, Tu Mediodía de Univision. She has also worked with over 60 top brands during her blogging career to include Prudential, Chase, Disney, Uber, and many more. In today's episode, you're going to learn the various ways frugal can look like for different people, an interesting discussion and perspectives on the difference between cheap versus frugal, as well as some valuable lessons on frugality you don't want to ignore. Lista? You ready? Vamos a conocer this month's Reina Crew. Bienvenidas. We have another Reina Crew. We are talking all about frugality. And today with us, we have Edith, we have Carmen, and we also have Crystal for them to share with us their frugal ways, what they have learned about frugality. So welcome, ladies. Bienvenidas. Hi. Thank Thank you you so much for having us. I'm excited to have this conversation because I've had my own experience with frugality where I had at one point in my life become extremely frugal. So I've experienced the extreme part of frugality, which was not fun for me in terms of frugal can be good. And we'll discuss that. I'm sure you all have lots to say about that. But in my own experience, I had, I got to a point where I was to the extreme of frugality and then I didn't enjoy life. So that's why I want to have this discussion where we can talk about the good and maybe some things to be aware of of frugality. So before we do that, if you could tell us a little bit about what you do and when frugality became a part of your life. So Carmen, let's go and start with you. Sure. Sure. I think frugality
1: first came into my life when I didn't have a job. I was unemployed and I always say that I was forced into frugality. Before that, I had you know, always purchased nice clothes for work, always got my nails done. I didn't really care for a budget, but then there was a point where I had to live a frugal life. And for me at that point, frugal meant being cheap. So I didn't buy anything for myself. I lived a very calm life because I don't have money for gas. (laughs) So that was my first experience with frugality.
2: And how about you, Crystal? For me, it really started when I was younger. It was more of what my mom taught me. And we would get an allowance every now and then. It wasn't a regular thing, but I remember saving up around $150. I believe I was about like 15. You know, before you go to school, you always want to like, be like the cool kids, get the new clothes. And so I decided, hey, I saved up all this money, let me go on spend it on some, you know, nice t shirts and jeans. And I ended up spending the whole $150. And I only, you know, bought like, four items. And I was like, that's it, like all my money that I saved up, like, on these four things. And so I think I ended up returning it. And it just from that point on, I'm like, okay, I know how to save my money, but I really need to focus on like, what do I really want to spend my money on? Like my hard earned, saved money. So that's kind of how it started just learning from my mom and my own experience.
0: Awesome. And Edith, how about you? Um. Well,
3: I was born in a household that my parents were conscious on how they spend their money. And they tried to teach me how to do it. But I was really crazy because they would hand me money whenever I asked for. But in 2009, when I lost my job and I was married at the moment and uh, I discovered couponing and it was a game changer for us. We were able to saldar uh, $30,000. So. Uh, in a year so <laughs> uh, it, uh, we had that debt on credit card and uh, uh, from that point on uh, we were more conscious of our spending and everything we do with our money
0: Wow $30,000 that's huge yeah <laughs> from couponing yes <laughs> Wow 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 that is amazing amazing So thank you for sharing that. So as I mentioned earlier, I, at one point in my life, I became this extreme frugal person and I was miserable, but frugal is not, you know, that's just my experience, right? And I'm still frugal. (laughs) I'm Latina too. I mean, I've had stories where I have, I don't know about you ladies, but growing up in Colombia, one of the things that we did, the jelly jars and jam jars, they become the best Drinking glasses, and they were the ones that would wouldn't break. I am still like my little one, my youngest boy. If we go out to eat, I happen, you know, I grab out some napkins, but he calls me a napkin thief because he seems to think that I poured the (laughs) napkins. And they're like, "Why do you have to take so many?" I'm like, "I'm not taking a lot. I'm just, it's just whatever comes out. And if I put it back, if I just leave it there, they're going to throw it away. And that's like for me, it's a way. So it's not like I'm not frugal." So it comes in, you know, frugality comes in different ways. So let's talk about what frugality looks like for you. So
2: let's start with you, Crystal. I think for me, I think just learning from my mom, you know, I saw her save her money and really spend money on things that she valued. So for example, she was able to save up enough money to buy our house when I was younger. And so for me, I guess, like, the bad side of it is just, like, I sometimes feel guilty when I spend money on myself, but it's more for, like, clothes and stuff. For me, it really started saving up for college, and it it just became a habit, really. I just would not spend money on things like fast food and stuff. It was very minimal. When I started working, I was 17, so I just, I learned to save my money, like, why spend it on things, you know, cheap things that really don't matter, that really add up. And so that's how I slowly started saving and thankfully I was able to graduate debt free from college.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So basically you're a great saver and you you minimize your spending in terms you didn't go out to eat and what other ways? So what other ways did you because we tend to sp- spend a lot on eating out and, and in grocery yeah. shopping. So what other ways did you find yourself not spending or avoiding those expenditures?
2: Well, for me I moved out at 18 for college. And so it really started, you know, when I moved out, I lived with four other roommates. So it was five total. So rent was really cheap. We also, like, went to Costco. Like, we split groceries. You know, we tried to do, like, kind of the meal plan thing. It didn't work out so much. But, you know, we did our way to split costs as much as possible. And that's kind of how it started. And even when I did eat out, the one thing that I wouldn't spend money on was drinks. So even, like, that Coke, you know, it's like $2. That was basically like, okay, I'll buy this burger, but let me save the $2 on this drink and maybe put it towards like the next burger I get. So, and I still do that to this day. Like I don't spend money on drinks because, you know, I could drink water. I'll be fine. Like I'm really hungry. So let me just spend the money on the food that I want. And that's kind of, you know, little by little, it really does add up.
0: Right. No, that makes sense. I do the same thing. Buy drinks is I just drink water. (laughs) That's that's what I do. Love it. How about you, Edith? What would you say? What does frugal look like for you? Obviously, couponing is one. (laughs) Yes.
3: Uh, For us, it's living well without spending much. We do like to travel. We like brands and we like fancy stuff, but we are good at saving. And we are very disciplined. If we don't have cash, we don't buy. We don't use credit cards at all. So it comes to be very disciplinado. And we also do weekly meetings as a family. Me and my husband, we decide where we want to put our money. Because if we spend... X amount of money, and it's a lot, but it's something that we wanted, we don't mind. But if for some reason we find that we have $1,000 missing and we find that we just spend it on bottled water or fancy coffee or (laughs) stupid stuff, (laughs) we don't like that to happen. So we like to do bi-weekly meetings to decide where we want our money to go
0: that is so huge just deciding ahead of time and planning ahead for that money and it sounds like prioritizing because it's not like even though you live a frugal lifestyle and you're fantastic with couponing we've established that earlier and you still Indulge in things that you enjoy. So, and, and what you value is what I'm here in, like travel. So you do some of the fancy things, but in other, you find other areas in your life where you are very uh, careful, as well as you check in with your money and have a plan for it. Love it, Edith. How about you, Carmen? Tell us what does frugality look like for you? Um, frugality for me has been living
1: a lot more simply. So a reduction of things, of material things that I don't necessarily need. Um, and also just making a conscious effort to prioritize what I actually want or need. And some of those things might be a little pricey. For instance, I value my time. And when I choose makeup, I can take a long time at a drugstore finding the right shade. So I'd rather just go to the makeup counter at the mall, have the girl tell me what shit I am and buy a $35 or $45 foundation. But that foundation will last me a year and a half, two years. So I prioritize where I spend my money because I want to get value for my time and for like the product that I'm purchasing. What I have done also to Live Frugal as far as restaurants is that I would share a meal Like we'll get, if I'm going out with someone, we get a side of salad and then we'll get the main course and we'll share both as opposed to both of us getting, you know, a main plate. And um, I think both of you said also that you don't buy drinks. I never buy soda when I go out (laughs) or anything. And that really does reduce the cost of um, my outings.
0: Love it. Love it. So basically, I'm hearing some of the same things. And what's what I love about this conversation is when we think frugal, we think not spending money at all. But what Mm -hmm. I'm hearing too, from you ladies, which I completely agree here is that Yes, there are some areas where you minimize the spending or where you choose not to spend on, like the drinks, right, or sharing meals Mm -hmm. or those type of things. But you also indulge in other things because you value, I know, Carmen, you stress value time. So you're willing to spend a little more on makeup versus going to another spot and having to search for the right shade. So I love that. So frugality doesn't necessarily equate to less money spent, but it's or is choosing different things to spend on. So it's, you can still indulge. Love it, love it, love it. So let's talk about the success that you've had in um, your financial life. So what aspect of your frugal ways has brought you the biggest success in your financial life? So let's talk with you, Edith, because I want to know more about the couponing and that $30,000 figure. So would you say it's been couponing that has brought you the biggest success?
3: Yes, the key was couponing. Um, when I started couponing, I did it at, at the extreme, and I will analyze how much paste, how much paper towel, how much whatever we needed at home. I will determine how much will I need for a year, for two years, and if a product hit the lowest price point uh where i can buy it almost free or free i will buy for three months six months or a year um of course you you need to have space in your home to do that to my followers what
0: i tell them before we jump into today's content keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal i'll be sharing midway through the show it's something special just for you
3: is they need only 3 months but if they have space they can take it further to a 6 months um before couponing i used to spend 250 dollars weekly on utility um things for the home like paper towel shampoo conditioner but after couponing uh, i put it down to 20 dollars a week what me and my husband did was like every Friday, I will tell him, well, this week I spent only $40. So since I was spending $250 weekly, uh, we have uh, 210 extra <laughs> and we will put it directly to the credit card. We didn't even thought about buying anything else. We will just put it to cancel the debt.
0: And this is, I want to talk about this a little more because this is one of the things that I talk to my audience and my clients about. It's fantastic to coupon. It's fine to uh, make your own detergent. I've been there, done that. It's, uh, It's fine to do, take these frugal actions, but what's important and you hit it so well is that you need to... Besides taking these frugal actions, if you're going to coupon or, and you know you're saving money, you, you can't just let that savings just sit there because exactly. it's going to disappear. So the, mm-hmm. I love that you hit on that because it's important to not only know what your savings are, but doing something with those savings. Because if you don't do anything with those savings, you're putting all that work and effort and time for what, right? So I love that you bring that up. And was there anything else that you wanted to add? Yes, uh, you need to
3: have a plan. Uh, If you don't plan, you are planning to fail. And your money will disappear, even if you are saving a lot.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't say it any better because I I stress that so often because I see so many people say, I've saved money here and there, and uh, I've saved this much money in shoes. Okay, what did you do with the savings? (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> right? So <laughs> it's so important. Love, love that. How about you, Carmen? What would you say um, has brought you the biggest success in terms of your frugal ways?
1: Um, I think the biggest success for me just internally um, has been a shift in my habits where I've deferred instant gratification because I want to save that money uh, for savings. And like you said, I have a goal with the savings, which is just an emergency plan that I have um, in case anything happens. And yeah. So being able just to have a cushion, like a buffer in my savings account and not feeling that, what if feeling that you have when you don't have money, like I hope nothing happens. You know, what if my car breaks down and I don't have that money? but now because I have been able to defer, you know, instant gratification, I have a little bit of a buffer and it just overall feels better for me.
0: Oh, absolutely! Thanks for sharing. And how about you, Crystal?
2: I think for me, it definitely is being debt-free for my college tuition. And I mean, that took part in various ways. You know, I didn't have a car, so I would walk. You know, my apartment was walking distance to the school, and so I didn't have to pay for gas for any of those costs. I also got a free bus pass through school and through work, so I took advantage of that. You know, and my habits of saving also helped and. You know, I did have to take a small loan during um, my last year of school because I was taking a long time. You know, I was spending my own money paying for tuition and uh, I took the semester off from work. Um, So I decided to just solely focus on that. And so, you know, I did take that small loan out. I believe it was, you know, close to $5,000. But I didn't let myself, you know, because I could pay it off six months after graduation, I made sure to pay that off, you know, in big chunks more than the minimum, to make sure I don't owe anything once I graduate. So for me, it was not an option to have any debt, even that small loan that I took out. You know, I made sure to pay it off. And, you know, thankfully, I was able to graduate debt-free. But I was also, when I did graduate, I actually had a newborn. So it was very difficult, but I did it. And I'm just thankful because I see so many my age, you know, still have, you know, this debt from college, and they're not able to get rid of it. Right. And I know it can be very frustrating, you know, when life happens, and you lose a job, or, you know, your family grows, and then you just can't get away from that debt.
0: Right. No, that's, that's awesome that you share that. Because basically, what I'm hearing, I'm hearing planning, uh, making sure you have a plan, know what you're going to do with the savings, I'm hearing a shift in habits and and basically uh, from you, Crystal, I'm hearing just basically the determination or just making the decision, right? Making the decision that debt is not an option for you. And yes, you may have to take debt in here and there, but you know in your mind that you're going to pay that off because in your mind, you're thinking, okay, I need to be debt-free. I've taken out this small loan. Let me uh, get out of this debt as fast as possible love it love it so let's talk about cheap versus frugal so how would you differentiate because i know there's been different blogs posts and there's different things out there differentiating those two terms so let's start with you carmen how would you differentiate cheap from frugal for
1: me when somebody is cheap or being cheap is when you make a decision of making a purchase only based on the price, it doesn't matter how well the product is made. Somebody is just looking at the price, and that's their decision making when making the purchase. Being frugal is just prioritizing where your money is going and making a decision. For me, when I buy, for instance, when I buy clothes, I make a conscious effort to not buy certain types of materials because they just make me perspire a lot. <laughs> So I'll spend the extra $15 for a good quality shirt or pants, but they last me a long time. And that's the same, you know, with any bedding that I buy or um, home accessories that I buy. So I want to make sure that it's okay for me to spend the extra dollar as long as it's going to last me a lot longer.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. How about you, Edith? How would you differentiate cheap from frugal?
3: Well, um, cheap is about spending less, but frugal is about prioritizing how you spend your money. In Puerto Rico, we have a saying that lo barato sale caro. Exactly. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cheap is expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes you can buy something that is cheap, but will last less and you end up spending more (laughs) because you keep buying those cheap things that break so fast.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's, it's so true. Uh, how about you, Crystal?
2: Uh, yeah, it definitely, like Carmen said, it depends on the material. Like, for example, for clothes, you know, when I was younger, I did used to buy, you know, like the fast, cheap clothes that, you know, we see everywhere, you know, fast fashion. And it's a little bit about education, too. You know, I watch a lot of documentaries and learned about How these clothes are made, and these companies—you know how they're paying these like third-world countries, these workers that are making our clothes. And I mean, from experience too, you know that clothes was cheap; it ripped easily. And so, you know, from the experience with my mom, she used to save up and buy—you know—these expensive things, which kind of confused me. I'm like, you know, you're trying to save money, but then you're buying this expensive stuff. But then, you know, she told me because it's valuable. You know, it won't rip easily. And for me, an example of that is. You know, I live in California. I love wearing rainbow sandals and they're like the double layered ones. And, you know, these sandals are from like 30 to 60 bucks, but they have a lifetime warranty. I would rather, you know, I have worn these sandals for years and I would rather spend that 60 bucks on these sandals that are going to last me, you know, two, you know, to five years instead of these $10 ones that I have to keep buying because they're ripping. So it really depends on the value of the product that you buy. You know, a house, it's an investment. You're going to save up for that, you know.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for sharing those thoughts. So let's move on to the final question. And if you could each tell us what the biggest lessons you have learned. Uh, I know we had talked about prioritizing and shifting habits and shifting your pretty much your mindset. But what would you say has been, let's just say, the biggest lesson, one lesson, or the biggest lessons you have learned about living a frugal lifestyle? So let's start with you, Carmen.
1: The biggest lesson, living a frugal lifestyle, I think, has been living in the moment. And in the, being in the moment doesn't necessarily have to be out in a fancy area, it can be at the beach. Not having paid anything, taking your own snacks, enjoying nature,
0: awesome. And how about you, Crystal? What has been your what has been your biggest lesson?
2: I think for me, it's really just been the habits. you know it's really disciplined me, and you know it kind of ties into life, right? Because who we are is what we do. And so I've really learned like Carmen, to kind of just like be in the moment. I really don't have to worry much about money. You know, I can think about like, hey, you know, like, let me think about for a few seconds. Do I really need like this drink if I'm like, you know, want something other than water? You know, and sometimes, yes, you buy it and you're okay. But it's not something like you're going to break the bank. Like you're able to live in that moment and, you know, provide for whatever you want in life for my kids and not have to worry about, you know what, we can't, we can't, you know, spend these five dollars because you know, we have to wait until the paycheck comes. It's really just like living in that moment and enjoying life.
0: Awesome. And Edith, what has been your biggest lesson?
3: My biggest lesson of living frugal is to be grateful for simple things. The ability to talk to my husband about money without fighting. We had to work a lot on that matter, but Finally, we did it. Lo logramos. (laughs) And and the, the value of waiting. Sometimes we want things quick. But when you have to wait for something and you have to work for it, you appreciate it more.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. Those are fantastic lessons. Well, ladies, this has been fantastic. I appreciate the time that you took out of your busy schedule to share with us your journey and frugality, your lessons, what you've learned, some and all the good stuff, because I think it's important to know that frugality, like I mentioned, I was at one time extreme frugal, but I wasn't happy, but there is, you can be frugal, you can be happy and you can save money. But you need to prioritize, you need to, there's so many golden nuggets that y'all say, you, you need to plan and put that savings into action and all those good things. So I appreciate each of you for being here, for representing Latinas, <laughs> because we need more representation that we are out doing fantastic things with mm-hmm. our money. So thank you for being here and for everything that you shared today.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you for having us and you, us together. Wasn't that such a fantastic discussion on frugality? It really definitely opened up my mind a little more just because even though I'm in the world of personal finance, I'm still learning and I love speaking to each of the ladies on today's Reina Crew because it definitely, I learned some more and it opened up my perspective on frugality. So thank you. Now, if you want to connect more with today's guests, I'll have the links in today's show notes. But for Carmen, you can find her on Instagram at the underscore crazy sexy finance. Crystal, you can find her on Instagram as well at changing my story. And then Edith, you can find her at couponandopr.net. Again, I will have those links in today's show notes. Now let's move on to the Reina of the Week. This Reina of the Week, is Anna for having achieved the salary she negotiated at her new job. Way to go, Anna. If you want to nominate someone who you feel should be recognized, you can submit your nomination over at jenhemphill.com forward slash reina of the week. I will have that link in today's show notes. This mujer could be anybody, someone close to you, someone that you just met, just literally someone that has inspired you, who has impressed you, and someone that you want to have recognized. So definitely nominate someone that you know. Let's move on to the Pregunta of the Week. The Pregunta of the Week is, how do you differentiate cheap versus frugal? So this is your take. I want to hear your take. We heard the panelist's take, but I want to hear from you because you probably have a different insight or maybe some similar. So I want to hear. So to answer today's question, you can go over to your free account in the Her Dinero Matters Hub. If for some reason you don't have a free account, you can simply go to jenhempill.com forward slash win and snag your free account from there. And that link will be in today's show notes as well. Now, if you answer the four questions for this month's theme, of frugality. You will be able to snag this month's freebie, which is a checklist on what you need to do to make frugal work for you. Plus it comes with a spreadsheet to help you keep track of those savings. So answer those four questions and you can do that all at herdinetto matters Next week on the netto matters podcast is a little different because August, actually, this August brings five Thursdays versus four. So to make sure that we have continue with just four preguntas of the week, what I'm doing next week is I'm doing a mini episode where I'm going to share with you a little more thoughts on frugality from me reflecting on the interviews and the panel discussion. So you can look forward to that next week. That is a wrap for today. I want to thank this month's Reina crew for joining me and for sharing all the goodness and insights that they did. Again, you can connect with them more or find out how you could connect with them over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 184. Also, don't forget, if you love this episode or this podcast, it would absolutely mean the world to me. If you share it with a friend, family member, co-worker, or even a stranger, Nunca se sabe. You never know when someone is in pain in their financial life. And just the sheer sharing of this podcast or episode may be the push or inspiration they need to move forward. Until then, stay consistent on those money actions and habits so you can not only be the reina of your money, But love your dinero more. You've got this. Tú puedes. I believe in you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. I'll talk to you next Thursday. Chao.